Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 134. I'm Art Regner. As always, the Red and White Authority is presented by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. Remember, with the holidays now, right here, everyone doing a little bit of entertaining, welcoming people in your home. What better way to say happy holidays than with a nice, ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue. And we ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly. We uh, continue uh, with our uh, series of talking to some of the Grand Rapids Griffins here on the uh, Red and White Authority. Up next, we're going to talk to a couple of Griffin players, Chase Pearson and... Goaltender Philip Larson. Uh, we talked to uh, Chase and Philip last week in Grand Rapids, and uh, today, on the day that we're doing this, uh, on December 3rd, uh, Philip was sent to the Toledo Walleye to get a little bit of seasoning, Philip Larson. But uh, uh, we will be talking to Chase Pearson, center, and goaltender Philip Larson on this episode of the Red and White Authority podcast. Let's begin with Chase Pearson, who uh, we started asking him about an interesting nickname he acquired during the Prospects Tournament, and whether he liked it or not, here's Chase Pearson. I want to welcome in uh, center Chase Pearson from the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, Detroit Red Wing draft pick, and uh, Chase was uh, uh, drafted, it, it doesn't seem like that long ago, 2015, fifth round pick, 140th overall, uh, truly one of the diamonds in the rough, though, when you look at a fifth round draft pick, but uh, Chase, the thing that's interesting about you, first of all, welcome to the Red and White Authority, appreciate you being on, is that we gave you the nickname during the prospects tournament of Peach because you were born and raised in Georgia, and the name is stuck. I mean, I mean, I can't believe you actually don't mind being called Peach Pearson. Well, I mean, I don't think I have a choice now, to be completely honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you you hate it, right? Well, I mean, I think I could could have found a few other nicknames for myself, but I, but it's. It, it's catchy. Well, you but you know why, obviously. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia Peach makes sense. Right, and you know Ty Cobb, the greatest Detroit Tiger player ever, was from Georgia yep. and was known as the Georgia Peach. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of all fit. Yeah. But it's not tough enough for hockey, huh? Well, I, I guess I guess not. But you know what? If people want to call me that, I can't I can't help it. <laughs> okay, you grow up in Georgia. I know your father's a player. Uh, what was that like? I mean, because you want to play hockey in a state that is predominantly known probably for football and peaches. Yeah, football and peaches. <laughs> yeah, but um, growing up in Georgia, it was definitely – there was a lot, of, a lot of times where you kind of felt, um, felt that competition wasn't the best. But at the same time, um, the opportunity down there for me was, was probably like not a, lot, uh, not a lot of other kids had. You know, I had ice whenever I needed it. Um, I was playing – a lot um, and growing up that, that was all I needed was the ice and the opportunity to play and I think that's how you really develop your skills well you know maybe what it sounds like because I think sometimes we always hear about how young kids are thrown in so quickly into competition oh Johnny's got to win Johnny's got to yeah. do this whereas you maybe honed in your skills and learned the fundamentals before you actually got into competition yeah, definitely. I mean, there's obviously those uh, those might might level learn to skate programs and everything that you go through when you're when you're a young kid. But I, I mean, I had my dad there the whole time, and like you said, he used to play. So um, to, to have him there, you know, I was out, out on the ice early before school all the time, um, working on my skills, and then I'd practice after school and go travel on weekends to play tournaments. So how how did, you know? Okay, you're, you're you're the son of a player. Yeah. How difficult is that? You know, I mean, is dad hard on you? I know he loves you and all that stuff, but I mean, I, was there points where you said, dad, man, 
Time out, Dad. Go sit in the corner, man. Uh, honestly, no. He's been really good about it. Um, he's never really put much pressure on me to, to, to even play, you know, when I was younger. Obviously, he kind of gave me a push when, he needed it, when I needed it when I was a little guy. But, um, no, I mean, I, I don't think that that pressure's ever really been there with him. He's, he's given me feedback and what I've wanted to know um, as far as, you know, did I play well? How do you think this went and whatever? Because he played, he's been there, so he knows. And he'll be honest with me, but he's never never really too too hard on me. You know, your father, Scott, played in 292 NHL games. Uh, I actually remember him. I remember him as Leaf, actually, yeah. because of the Red Wing-Leaf rivalry. Uh did you grow up following a, a, a particular team, or were you like I don't know? So you weren't like an Atlanta Flames, Calgary Flames, or a Thrashers kind of guy. You know, I never really had that one team where I was, oh my gosh, that's my favorite team ever. Um, but the, having the Thrashers there growing up, I used to go to the games a lot. And to be honest, I just root for the team, the opposite team coming in. I just <laughs> for some reason didn't like the Thrashers. But um, you know, I was a Flyers fan growing up. Love Rod Brindamore, so. Um, yeah, I, I think if any team, it would be Philadelphia. Really? Now, you uh, decided to go uh, the college route. Uh, was that an easy choice for you to make, or was it difficult because, you know, you want to, you know, I, I, I think that might be the most difficult choice a young hockey player has to make. Where Okay, I'm at the crossroads now. Where do I go? Yeah, so I, I was drafted in the OHL as well to Oshawa. Um, when Oshawa I was, Generals. Oshawa Generals, yeah, so... I had that, that option as a 16-year-old, and, you know, I felt that maybe if I gave myself one year, of, I played junior A in Cornwall, Ontario, for a year, and then I was like, either either I'm going to make the commitment this year to go to school or go to the OHL right now. But I, I decided to go to school because, um, you know, I, I kind of had the feeling I wasn't going to be a top five, top ten pick in the, in the NHL draft. So um, to have those extra years to develop and get more mature as a player person and, and just – every aspect of life kind of I think that that was the biggest thing for me is I, and I wanted to come into the pro game ready ready to step right in and make an impact well you know I, I, I it's, it's it's interesting you would say that because I'm hearing more and more young hockey players say and this is nothing against the Canadian Hockey yeah. League I mean the fabulous fat Quebec Absolutely. League Ontario League yeah. Western League great great development players they have a great educational program I'm so I'm not saying that but what I am saying the way the draft is now is that if you decide to play in the CHL and you're drafted by a team, you get two years for them to sign you, as opposed to what you did. If you go to college, you have four years, yeah. which just seems logical unless, and, I, and I've had guys say this, look, yeah. if, I, if I knew I was going to be a first-round or second-round pick, yeah. I'm going to the O, exactly. uh, but if I'm not, college is the way to go. I mean, yeah. it, it, was that part of your mindset as well? Or Def, Definitely. You know, I, I thought about the, the bigger picture, too. There's a lot of years. Ever, you mean, you live till what, 79, 80, hopefully longer. But Well, if you're my age, I'm open. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully. But, uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of years after hockey, too, and I think that um, – I've always been interested in school as far well maybe not all subjects but I, I like money and I like finance so that's that was what I majored in um, but but to have that in my back pocket when my career is done because someday it is gonna end um, it is I think it's something that I I wanted to have the option just to have on my resume Griffin Center and uh, Red Wing Center of the future uh, Chase Pearson joining us here on the Red and White Authority we're here in Grand Rapids for the day talking to some of the uh, Griffins players um, how difficult is it for you, though? You're growing up in Georgia. You're playing a sport that may not be real popular down in your home state there. 
to leave, though. I mean, and that's another interesting thing that it seems that young hockey players, and maybe that's the way sports is today with all young athletes, you have to make decisions like life-altering decisions at a very young age yeah. to leave Georgia to play in Canada. I mean, I know you have the support of your family. Yeah. How difficult is that for you? It was tough. You know, I think some part of every kid wants to have the normal high school experience. Um, just have your friends for four years and go off to university around your hometown and whatever and be there. But I think also they they probably look at someone like me or, or other hockey players that do the same thing and leave at a young age and like, wow, I kind of wish that I could be in his position. So um, it was tough at the time, but I mean, looking back, it was the right decision for me. And I think that it was, it was good because when I went up to Cornwall, I was actually staying with family as well. So, so you had a billet family. Yeah, but but I was like, I was born in Cornwall, Ontario. Oh, really? Yeah. You were. So, but I grew up in Georgia. So, now, do you consider yourself American or Canadian? Depends who's asking. Really? Well, I, I'm more more American just because because I grew up here. So, <laughs> do, you, do you, are you, are you dual citizenship? I, yeah, I do have dual. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Okay, great. So, yeah. so you carry two passports then? Or? Yeah. Well, I usually just use my American. It's it's usually easier. Really? Yeah. When you travel overseas, you might want to throw that Canadian one. I know, out. yeah. Well, I have the option, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, how, what kind of culture shock was it? Not so much Canada and the United States are not that different. No. I mean, they really aren't. No. But, I mean, but hockey-wise, yeah. did you think, my gosh, I, uh, I, I'm walking into a situation where, woo, this is a lot different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's um, Canadians live, breathe, and eat hockey all the time, you know. It's, uh, it's something that has been their culture forever, and I think – I mean, when I went up there, it was I've always been around hockey with my family and everything, but it was a shock, and I think it took me a bit to get acclimated to everything. You know, you go to Maine. The one thing that I've always heard about you, and I told you off the air before we started, is that I read so much about you guys when you get drafted by Detroit. No, and I think I know all about you, but the one thing that keeps coming about you over and over and over again, besides, you know, you love the nickname Peach, is, <laughs> uh, is that uh, is you're a leader. You were captain of the University of Maine, much like a kind of a Luke Lendening situation uh, when he was at Michigan. You were captain as a sophomore and junior of your team. Luke was captain at Michigan as a senior and junior and an associate captain uh, as a sophomore. Uh, you know, where where does it come from? I mean, where, you know, do you do you take charge? Are you a rah-rah guy? You're giving speeches? I mean, are you going to go in there and light up the room when, with the Griffins now here after this practice? Or? No, no, I don't think that that's – I don't know. I'm more of a, you know, see me and just my actions sort of leader. I don't think I'm – I'm vocal when I need to be, but at the same time in the locker room we have some older veteran guys who have been around the league too, so um, I don't want to step on their toes at all as far as that, but I, I'm just going to be myself regardless. But being captain, though, has to be pretty special. I mean, yeah. especially if an established program like the Maine Black Bears. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it was an honor. I mean, that there's a lot of tradition in that hockey program. And when I got announced captain, it was um, it was very humbling, to be completely honest. But you're a sophomore. I mean, you're yeah. like a sophomore, and you're yeah. a captain of a team. I mean, yeah. varsity sport. I mean, this isn't a club yeah. sport. No, not intramurals. You know, you're yeah. not going down the street with your buddies. I mean, this is highly <laughs> yeah. competitive Division One hockey. Yeah. No, it was it, it was cool. It, it took me a little bit to get adjusted to it as well. I think that there there is that period where you have the older guys, and there's this young guy coming in, and now he's a captain. So, um, so it, it was a little bit to get acclimated, but everyone was good about it. And I think that as the year went on, I got better. Um, just as being a captain you know you learn a lot so 
you have really good size. You have offensive ability. You're a good 200-foot player right now. What can you tell Red Wing fans about you know about you as a hockey player? How would you describe Chase Pearson? Yeah, I'm that uh, probably more defensive mind center centerman. I can take good good on jaws, and I do have some offensive upside. I think I'm I'm skilled when I need to be, and um, when I can contribute offensively, that's I, I'd like to do that as well. But I mean, more of the 200-foot game is what I'm going to be. What what what, what, what I am? Well, how difficult? Well, how how difficult was it for you to leave college though? Uh, a year earlier than in, in, in turn pro. Yeah, it, it was a tough decision for me. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I thought that I had put my time in in college, and I thought that um, the, the next step was here and, and that I could get better here than I would there, to be completely honest. I thought that this would challenge me more and then make me better as a player. You know, you, you were great in the prospects tournament. I know you, you, you've been injured a little bit. Mm. Um, did you see that progression too? I mean, because not that you came out of nowhere, you weren't surprising anybody. I think the Red Wings have always, you know, looked at you as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the maturation level—I mean, it—it it seems to be clicking for you now. And and I don't mean that it didn't before. Yeah. But you really just seem to be a really uh, centered and balanced hockey player right now. Yeah, I think that that's well. I mean, that's the kind of game I'm gonna have to play too if I want to make the NHL one day. And I think that um, working on it down here every day and being more, as consistent as I possibly can is is the biggest thing that's gonna help me get there. What uh, What do you have to work on now? I mean, you know, each level. You know, I mean, you're going from you know playing I don't know rollerblading <laughs> in Georgia yeah. to you know playing here for Grand Rapids yeah. in the A. I yeah. mean. Yeah, I think, well, biggest thing for me, obviously, skating is something everyone can improve on. I think that quickness is is uh, essential in today's game, and, and I can always get better at that. And net front stuff as well, you can never stop never stop getting better in tight with pucks and, and, and skills and as far as in front of the net with a goalie one-on-one and defensive, defensively. You know, I've always heard that, you know, a lot of young kids when they get into, or young hockey players, when they get into the AHL, they think it's a natural extension, you know, of, of college or juniors, wherever they came from, European League, yeah. and that it's a real eye-opener. What has this experience been like thus far for you? It's been good. I mean, I, I played last year a little bit at the end of the year, too, right, so right, I, right. I kind of knew what to expect coming in. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a grind at the end of the day. That's what it is. It's every day you have to be ready to come to work, and um, it is a job, and people are fighting to put food on the table for their families, and I think it took me a little bit to realize that, but, now, I mean, now I, now I see it more clearly. How much do you lean on your father maybe a little bit more now? Because when now you're a pro and, and he's telling you, hey, I was like one of those guys, Chase. You know, I yeah. mean, I was, uh, you know, when I went out on the ice, I was yeah. fighting for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Well, he was literally fighting for his job. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's good to lean on him. I, I think that he, he provides invaluable feedback to me as far as how I'm playing and what I can do better and how I can make more of an impact if I'm not getting the minutes I want or whatever. What is what has he told you to? What what advice has he given you? You know, this I know there's all kinds of fatherly yeah. advice, but what kind of advice has he given you uh, as a player? Just be as consistent as possible. He said uh, he said every day, you know, you got to go to practice and, and have something in mind to work on. And if you do that over the course of a year, it's going to be um, it's going to add up, and then you're going to see results. So, how what kind of uh, um, what kind of feedback have the Red Wings given you now? I would imagine it has to be pretty positive. Yeah, I mean, I think they've been they've been 
pleased with me. Um, obviously, I, I would like to be better myself, but I think every player wants to get better. But uh, feedback has been, is for the most part, positive. Obviously, there's some things that, that I do need to work on, but um, they, they've, they ought to thought I've played pretty well. So. Yeah, okay, your own timeline, Chase. Let's be honest here. And I know we've, we've yeah. really bonded. You've bonded with Andy, yeah. and he hasn't even said anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, what's your, what's your, I know you want to be a Red yeah. Wing. Do you, have you set a goal in mind, like, okay, maybe not this season, but next season perhaps yeah. a call-up, maybe even yeah. I make the team out of training camp? Yeah, something like that, you know. Um, Obviously, call up would be very nice. I mean, that's that's the goal. I mean, I'm going to come here to play for Grand Rapids. I think I want to focus on that. I'm not going to be worried about every day getting called up, getting called up. Um, but if it happens, it happens. If not, I'm just going to keep working here to improve myself. And uh, you're having fun. Yeah, I love hockey. Hockey's uh, it's uh, it's cool to call my job now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Chase. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck. Yeah, thanks for having me. There you have Chase Pearson. We thank uh, Chase for joining us on the Red and White Authority. I think you're going to see Chase in a Red Wing uniform uh, very, very soon. Uh, a terrific young man and a very, very good hockey player. Now let's turn our attentions to Philip Larson, who's joining us on the Red and White Authority. Philip, uh, of course, uh, started the season in Grand Rapids, was recently uh, sent to Toledo, but when we uh, talked to Philip, he was still on the Grand Rapids roster, and we asked him about how uh, this year has been going, and uh, as you can it's been um, a real learning experience for Philip Larson. Here he is now. Joining us now is Philip Larson, uh, Grand Rapids Griffins goaltender, Red Wing uh, prospect, uh, drafted in the uh, sixth round uh, by the Red Wings in the 2016 draft, 167th overall. Uh, obviously, uh, has been one of the diamonds in the rough, as they like to say, as far as draft picks go. Uh, Philip, uh, at least your second, if not third, appearance here on the Red and White Authority podcast. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You know, I know the last time we had you on, you said that you really wanted to, uh, uh, you know, turn pro, and not that you weren't a big student and all that kind of stuff at Denver, but that you wanted to see how it, uh, uh, you thought you were ready for the next level. How has it gone for you early on in your professional career? Um, I think I had a decent start. My two first start were were all right. All right. I played pretty pretty good, but um, it's hard. It's a new situation for me being uh, the backup goalie. I mean, just uh, you know, you don't really know when you are playing or you get not more than one game a week, you know, so uh, it's been a new situation, uh, which I haven't handled that very good. I think uh, I can play way, way better than I have, so um, I'm a little bit disappointed with my start here, but it's it just, uh, it's it's a fun challenge for me. I, I see it that way. I, I want to turn this around and uh, be better from now on. How... Um what kind of outlet do you have? I mean, is it Brian Mahoney Wilson? Are you talking to your coaches? Are you relying on people back home in Sweden to, you know, kind of get you acclimated to what you're going through? Um, not the, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's probably Brian that I talk to the most. Uh, we're working on a lot of stuff out there on the ice every day before and after every practice and uh, just looking at videos and see what I can do um, you know it's a, about myself I, I go 
I go to myself and see uh, what I can do else out there. Um, you know, I, I've uh, played for for a few years now, so I know I know uh, I can always go back to myself and see what I done good or bad. And uh, I'm not used have, used having a goalie coach. I'm used to uh, to reflect on my own game and see what I can change. And uh, I feel like I I can do a lot of stuff better out there. So it's just. Well, the interesting thing about you is is that through transitions and different coaches, I think Jim Montgomery going from Denver to Dallas, and you you were really left. I remember talking to Brian Mahoney Wilson is the goaltending uh, uh, coach and development coach uh, for the Red Wings and, and uh, stationed primarily here in Grand Rapids, where he said that there was almost a year, year and a half gap where you you were kind of learning all of this on your own. You really didn't have any type of uh, uh, coaching. How difficult now is it where you were kind of used to being on your own to being in a highly structured system, which, you know, the Griffins and the AHL, which professional hockey is? Well, I didn't have a goalie coach till I was 16 at first. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't. My first goalie coach uh, wasn't that involved like Brian is, so I had that goalie coach for maybe two years, um, and then I went to USHL. He he was there one week a month, mm-hmm. and then in college I I barely saw a- any goalie coach at all. You know, so well to be honest, I've grown up until now not seeing many goalie coaches at all right. so it's always been about um being about myself you know reflecting about my own game all the time and uh haven't had many goalie coaches or people knowing about my position that much so it's always been uh, uh what i think myself like what i think about my own game so it's it's a lot of information taken in when you have a goalie coach for the first time like this with Brian, you know, working every day before and after every practice. Um, he come in and with a lot of thoughts um, and new new ideas for me. You know, it's a whole new game in the AHL than what I played. So a um, few stuff that he says that this is uh, stuff that's um gonna work better in the AHL uh which is if I learn that I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna help my game but just to uh to start doing a lot of new stuff you know it's it's hard in the start because you need to get it into your head and into your game so it's uh it's been a lot here lately you know um so it's almost like a uh, you're kind of I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but relearning the position to a certain degree. I mean, you, you know, you have phenomenal numbers in uh, with Tri-City Storm, uh, you know, goals against a 1.65, save percentage 941. I mean, these were you, you were setting records in the USHL last year at Denver. Again, goals against under 2, 1.95, save percentage 932. As you said, a little bit of a slow start um, uh, here in Grand Rapids, but is is that because you're when you say working is it angles positioning 
uh, you know, because you're right. A lot of people really don't know. You know, they think that a goalie goes out on the ice and they shoot hmm. pucks at him, and then he's, you know, that's his practice. But there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, it's a lot of new stuff that um, that Brian trying to get into my game because I'm, uh, you know, I'm used to a lower level where shooters maybe not um, are able to do the plays where where they can do here, you know. So um, it's a few new stuff that I just need to get into my game, and it's maybe gonna take a while, but. Um. Yeah, for sure. It's not as a goal. It's not just going out there. <laughs> right, right. Just yeah. here. I'm hey. I'm in the net. Yeah, shoot no. on me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess what I'm curious about, and Philip Larson's joining us here on the Red and White Authority, is that maybe in college or in the USHL, you could cheat a little bit, or maybe maybe lean, or try to anticipate. But here, the shooters are so much better that. If you know you're going to give a certain spot maybe uh, open, yeah. that you, you know that before the guys weren't able to hit it, no. is, that, is that maybe the biggest adjustment for you is, is that, my gosh, I, I just have to be prepared and know that these guys are you know, quality players that can really shoot? Yeah, I think that's true, but I don't think the shots have really beaten me so far. I think it's the the place it goes way faster, and they do smart plays. Mm. Uh, maybe I, uh, you know. So the speed of the game is what you're having to to adjust to. Well, that too, you know. I haven't. I played six games so far. I think uh, mm. you know it's it's not easy playing one one game every week. You know. Like I have to get used to the game speed and that stuff, and I think it will come along. I just need, uh, I need just to adjust to the league and to the pace, to the good plays they do out there. Um, they shoot better. Um, it's a lot of difference to uh, to college, which I knew, but it's just uh, it's a great challenge, and I'm just uh, I'm just looking forward to to turn this around really so for me it's just what's hard out there is it's a place I would say I think they beat me on a few like back doors um, pass over the center line and stuff stuff like that um, so if I just get to know the game here in the AHL a little bit a little bit more I think I will adjust good uh, Calvin uh uh, Pickard is is the uh, uh, is your goaltending mate. Uh, I know that the Red Wings just signed him in in July. Uh, have you been able to build up kind of a rapport with him? I, it, it, you know, I always think it's a funny position that you play because there's only two of you on a team, and you're kind mm -hmm. of in competition with each other, obviously, because you both want to play. Yet, as I said, you're the only two on the team. If anybody knows what you're going through, it's most likely him. Uh, how is that relationship developing? Um, good. It's great. He's a great guy, both on and off the ice, and he just wants he just wants the best for me. You know, he's uh, he's not one of those guys that just uh, very like egoistic, like looking only for his own game. He's he's always happy when I do good and. He, uh, you know, tells me if I do something good in practice too. Um, he's a very supportive guy and just, uh, 
great, great guy off the ice too. Um, I think uh, for me, it's uh, it's great to have him uh, right now in front of me, and you know he's been in the game for a very long time. So uh, if I if I had to ask him something, he's uh, he's probably the best guy to ask. You know, when you look at uh, you know w- what you thought when you turned pro and, and where you're at right now, um, is it? What has been the biggest surprise for you? I know you kind of came in here. I know you're a confident young man. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like your confidence is shaken. I don't mean it like that at all. Uh, but this adjustment to pro hockey, I've always heard, and you know, I, I brought this up with Chase Pearson too earlier, is that you just think it's almost a progression. But when you get into the pro ranks, when you get into the NHL, it is a whole new indifferent level. Were you surprised at, gosh, for, you know, for just how good a league this really is? I guess. Um, no, not really. Like I knew it was a possibility that I could struggle in the beginning. Like uh, it was the same same thing when I got to college. I thought the game was faster than I was. Uh, used to you know so when I got here now like I see that the game is faster than I'm used to too Um, so for me it's just getting uh, used to the game here uh, adjust to it and uh, I think it will come along like for a goal it's always hard in the beginning when you're not used to it especially when you um, as me right now, I'm the backup goalie. So right. when I get the opportunity, I, I need to do better uh, than I have done so far. And uh, but yeah, it's I think it's a good challenge. Uh, it's a way harder league than last year for sure. And um, yeah, maybe the biggest difference is uh, practices, obviously, because I'm coming from college. Whereas three goalies every practice, you know, so you right. don't you don't really get um, you didn't really get that tired uh, practicing in college because uh, you were always rotating three guys. So here uh, the practice is way faster, uh, way more shots. Um, it's really hard. Like um, you get really exhausted out there, uh, which is good, and uh, that has probably been the biggest adjustment so far you know I, I know I kind of asked you this earlier but I'm, I am really curious when you uh, you know they say well you know Larson's like the last guy off the ice he's always doing extra work uh, what kind of extra work are you doing is it taking shots is it just lateral movement is it a combination of everything oh uh, it's different stuff it's uh, Brian that usually comes up to me and give me a few few drills to work on maybe it's from my previous game that he think that I need to improve or um, stuff he's seen in practice that I can do better but sometimes it's with shooters sometimes it's only me and him uh, doing some stuff so lately it's been like rotation stuff Uh, it's been recovering Uh, you know it's different stuff all the time but um, usually he focus on one area and we we do a few drills uh, on that and uh, yeah it's good when you um, 
How has it been off the ice? I know you've kind of lived on your own. You were at Denver, and you know you're from Sweden. You were at Tri Cities, and which I believe is in Iowa. Everyone always make, mixes them up with Michael Rasmussen's team at Tri Cities, which is in Washington State. But um, how has this adjustment to pro life off the ice been for you living here in Grand Rapids? <clears throat> It's all good. It's same in college, except of no school after practices. So <laughs> I'm not sure happy about that. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Um, just get to the rink and uh, give everything there, and then you have the day, the rest of the day to rest and get ready for for the next day. So I I enjoy it, and it's a fun lifestyle. And uh, yeah, what what kind of feedback have you gotten? Do you get much feedback from the Red Wings? I mean, when I look at Sean Horkoff and Danny Clary, I mean, God bless them. They're great at what they do, but they're not goalies. I mean, do you, do you get a lot of feedback from the Detroit organization? Or, as you said, is it mostly just Brian Mahoney-Wilson? Well, those guys that you mentioned are not really goalie guys, as right. you said. So right. um, I don't talk to them. It's mostly Brian. It's probably 90% Brian that I'm talking to and um, then uh, the head goalie scout uh, Phil oh yeah uh, was here last week actually and I think Brian is talking to him a lot and uh, Jeff's like oh uh, in Detroit uh, mm-hmm. probably they're talking about my game and picks as well and uh, Phil is also here for me if I if I want to talk to him, uh, they uh, they go through my games and see what I can do else, and they're coming with ideas uh, all the time and think they th- uh, stuff they think uh, will improve my game. Well, what do you think you have to improve on the most? Um, it's a lot of stuff. It's hard really hard to oh, say, but it's. Uh, We've been working a lot on rotations. You know, it's a fast game, so you have to you have to get to places fast. Uh, like side to side on the yeah, net? Yeah, it's or? like, you know, if it's a fast play, maybe get there on your edges, like standing up instead of sliding, right. and maybe been sliding too much, and then you can get out of the play sometimes. You maybe are not able to, do, to uh, get to the rebound, stuff like that we worked on and we worked on angles for the shoot um i think uh, i've improved on that area so uh, we're doing a lot of good stuff out there uh so just still continue to uh, develop a few stuff but what you do your own i i've, I've asked every uh, uh griffin player that i talked to today the do you have a, a goal? I know your goal is to be in the NHL and to play for the Red Wings, obviously. Do you look at it that, okay, I might be a backup this year, next year maybe I'm the starter in Grand Rapids, and then I make my move for Detroit? Do you allow yourself to, th- to, to think that far ahead? No, I never think ahead. Like I think it just gets uh, – you get too far away in your thoughts. I, I just focused – focus right now not even in two months or so like thinking about my next game or stuff like that I want to right now my focus is to uh, to do better in the future turn turn this season around like I'm not happy where 
where I'm where I am right now. Uh, what I've done so far this season, I think I can do way better, and that's where my focus is. It's not to make Detroit or be the starter in two years or so. Like, I think I just need to play better right now and this season to um, to build on that for for next year. Philip, uh, yeah. Uh, you're very, uh, you know, from the first moment I met you up, and I think it was in Traverse City the first time at development camp, uh, you're very focused, you're a driven individual, you're very confident, uh, and uh, I, I always enjoy talking to you, and uh, I appreciate your time, and even though, I mean, it's, it's a, it, you know, you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people go through a transitional period, yeah, sure. and I'm sure you're going to rebound nicely, and uh, uh, yeah. I, I look forward to having you on the Red and White Authority again. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, thank you.